0: All right, welcome to the new episode of Crush This Monster Podcast. Uh, I'm of my Hall brothers' high-vis gears. That means uh, uh, arena floor, pretty much. Uh, we are at PNC Bank Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina. The hurricanes of the NHL and the Wolf Pack and yep. basketball. But my uh, guest today or tonight, whenever we're going on, it's a free Roman podcast. That's Everyone fine. On. Isbel, Matt Isbell, right? Yep. Uh, announcer, and he has all sorts of different, uh, I guess, uh, business card. A lot of information in the back of the yep. card. Um, so we always do like a, a timeline type deal. So were you always a fan of Monster Trucks and Monster Jam and promo- products in general? Or how did you – basically, the way I'm saying is how did you get to even – your first and now were you as a fan at first
1: i was always a fan um you know we're going to chicago next week we're gonna be at the all-state arena and that's where i grew up watching my shows my dad took me my first show six months old and right. i've been a fan ever since it's been the first time i saw those trucks it's like man this is the coolest thing ever and now it's like it's just i wanted to be a out i didn't know how someday but right it's one day i wanted to be a part of
0: it so like you said with the business there's all sorts of different directions because if in the this production now from Austria. Right, Everyone has a different thing. Like, you're an announcer, I'm a technician, you know, drivers and like uh, event directors. And all. so, what got you to pursue, pursue into the announcing side of everything?
1: So, when I was younger, I said, I or work on one of these trucks one day. For a while, I was like, this probably isn't going to happen. You know, there's so many avenues you have to take to become a driver or a t- Technician. And I was going to a lot of independent events, you know, when I was, you know, getting ready to start college because I went to college for broadcasting communications because I had a voice. And also, I was going for, you know, multimedia in college. So I would go to monster truck shows, events like, you know, you see guys like the Monster Blog and that filming and recording events and they posted them. I did the same thing with Extreme Monster truck coverage. I created my own website and I was filming events. And one from across me, Steve Kershio, Outlaw Monster Truck Spectacular at the time. And he saw me at an event in St. Louis, Missouri, like, or like heard about me in Missouri, gave me a call and said, hey, Matt, I'm going to bind. I have a show in Bismarck, North Dakota this weekend. Would you like to go give a shot and try announce it?" 16. And I literally had to leave the next day not making any money, you know, just go up there and do it. And I immediately took the offer and said, yes. So Steve Kershaw to admit it, like, and say it like Steve Kershaw is the reason I am in monster trucks and gave me my opportunity as an announcer for the very first time. I did some club help with monster GM beforehand, mm-hmm. but that wasn't really my, it was like my in to get into the monster truck business. He gave me my very first announcing gig ever. And I fell in love with it when I first got on the microphone.
0: So how did you build up your portfolio? Basically, because it's always, I found out in the monster world, Trust is a very key Correct. thing. And, you know, word of mouth, and then, you know, that starts, but then they are trusting you. So, how did you build your portfolio to be part of different promoters around the country?
1: So, what I did was I worked for Steve a lot. I did a lot of his Outlook shows for a few summers, uh, well, for a summer. And I had one driver, uh, Drew Haygood, you know, driver of that Desperado Monster, gym, monster mm-hmm. truck, you're um, liking to me. He found out Ed Beckley needed an announcer. So he called Ed, said, Hey, I got this young kid. He's good. He rushed up. I think you can work with him. You should bring him on. Uh, Ed brought me down, flew me to Texas. And I remember staying at Ed's Eric place for a while uh, shop that he had. And I worked in a shop, editing videos for him, editing some of his TV commercials and announcing. And then that's where I met Zane and that season. You know coming in you know with uh checker flag productions or promotions so i worked with ed first uh for a first quarter after, after that was done to steve over the summer and then i started dabbling and other uh like monster x tour called me and i did a couple monster x events still you know working back at home in my nursing area you know yes i also worked in nursing while i was doing this but like yeah you always as i say you always have a backup secure and then i was um this is not a joke like and that's why i say i'm very very lucky to be in the business i am today i was hanging out with two of my buddies my buddy adam and my buddy jason we're sitting at his house one night and we're talking about monster jam one day i want to get there well how do you got to get there i'm like i i don't know i i did not know the process to getting here so i had scott douglas as a friend on facebook helped me and sat there and crafted a message to Scott. Like with my resume, building the reput- all the reputation I built with certain promoters, sent it to Scott's book. I didn't think this was going to go anywhere. The next day, Scott messages me and says, Matt, this is awesome to see. I'm going to forward it to the people. Two days later, I had a phone call from the company and they brought me to their rural offices. And I got hired by Monster Jam and actually Monster Jam... Is what helped me have a better reputation with the independent promoters, believe it or not. Guys like All Star Monster Truck Tour, Monster Truck Throwdown, um, you know, Monster Truck Tour, those guys saw me and Brian Wagner actually, when he first saw me at uh, one of Elliot's shows, because Elliot and I met through monster when Elliot was still working. So when he was starting Throwdown and he was like, hey, I want you to come do a couple. That's why I met Brian Wagner. Brian's like, Matt, you're really great. I would love to bring you on some more of these events. And that, that's just how the reputation is. You know, it's proving your worth. You know that. Not that being a super fan is great because you're a super fan. I grew up a super fan, but you have to show the dedication. And like you working on the haul trucks, me, you know, announcing each and every week, and you also have to want to help new talent grow. And that's what I wanted to do. You know, people helped me grow, and I was trying to do the same thing i liked. I wasn't just coming in. All right, I'm going to announce and leave. No, if I'm um, at one of these events, I'm going to help paint. If a truck breaks and I can get in there to help, I want to help you just shoulders that you want to do it. So Monster Jam is what really got me with the other promoters too. And
0: that's if, took if it I was, there. If I was thinking of the t- – may correct me on this, Matt. Sure. The timeline that you got in was kind of towards this transition to what they do for grooming bouncers today. Where back – I'm saying where you're at. Right. They still had – you still had like Scott Heaton. And yes. like Ken Novinsky. Larry- you and where they improv sometimes right i mean they had some clip notes but they improved and they right. still were very informative of willing okay you know you just been the grave digger in that wheelie during the I mean, willing competition you just took a wheel off well that's part of a you know a hub assembly stuff like that right or, or when i was at pittsburgh i don't know if they did that at the rosemont when you're there but they always brought a truck out yep just randomly just a random truck out you know like slip goes eradicator or yep stuff. That It gives a little tour about what people see in the truck, and then you know, Larry was always our most our announcer, him or Leslie Mears. Yes, announcers at the Pittsburgh show a lot, and they always had you know Andy was there every single year, Doug, because it's kind of like a local home right show for him. Well, I always thought that I like he was out more Philadelphia area than <laughs> Pittsburgh, but that's another story as that. But anyway, they did they, they, they did a very Big detail, and they were like improving and stuff like that. But when you got into it, well, don't forget Jody Donnelly, too. Yeah, Jody Donnelly,
1: one of the best.
0: And you have all these guys helping you out, like Greg Willicker and all them. You took always, always tell this. I, sorry about this, Matt. No, oh, fine. I, I do you're a good. A lot man. of a lot of knit, knit, like different things around. No, and you're um, fine. Love it. Um, I always do, always learn this. I learned that at Monster Jam. There could be ten different people teaching you how to change a corner. Mm-hmm. That's ten different ways of changing a corner. Yep. So you're, you're always going to take it and just make it your own. Yep. Was that the same way for you as announcing when you have Scott giving you some information, Greg giving you some information, maybe Jody giving you some information, and then you have your own twist? Did right. Did you get that a lot?
1: I did. And when I got hired, my first. See, I was lucky. My first season. Uh, my first season with monster i got to announce with douglas like my whole season i didn't go to whitaker i didn't go to larry jewett i didn't you go anywhere did else i had i had stadiums about my very first year and i'm very grateful for that because i learned so much from scott year two i did some with scott some with greg i dary jewett so i bounced around with those tours and then that's when i started picking up and that was before the transition process of you know how it is with the host. Now, more cliff notes to help guide the new hosts that come along and things like that. Like at that time, it was you were still on your own. Yeah, we had the like guides, that was it. And I had to learn that way because that's what I was doing beforehand, but I had to learn the Monster Jam way of it. And I had Scott behind me the whole time and, you know, behind me the whole time, Larry Jew behind me the whole time, Navitsky, that whole transition process. And that's why I say I get very lucky. Like now, if you want to be a host, at monster jam come out and audition which i think is a great process yes like auditioning is something that you should be doing because you know you can see if that person has it or, or don't have it right then and there then you come back and you try again you know so i'm lucky for them because they took me under their wing and brought me in because i was the youngest on that roster time. i was two years old and i never had anybody at that young come in and announce for monster jam before so i got very very lucky that these you know these superstars you know that i I call, you know, the, these other hosts that were hosting, you know, took me under the wing and helped me out. The one person I did not get to work with that I wish I got to work with one time before he was in the company was Scott Heaton. Okay. I never got to work with Scott Heaton. I always wanted to.
0: Did you have
1: a chance to work with Joe Lowe? Uh, no, Joe Lowe passed away the year I started with him. Oh, so know. it was like heartbreaking because he always did Rosemont. I didn't remember, I never got Scott, Scott Douglas at Rosemont. It was always got Joe Lowe. So, and I get to work with Joe Lowe. I get to meet Joe Lowe and everything. And unfortunately he passed away. So like Joe Lowe did, you know, Chicago and Scott would do Indianapolis. So I got to see them. I always wanted to work with Joe and I never got to, unfortunately.
0: Right. And then during the pandemic, like how, last couple of years, uh, you still use that craft, you know, the um improving and stuff like that at like the other promoters that you're with. Yeah. And you still had that your back card. yeah
1: and and that's the one thing i never stopped was my promoter my independent promoters you know i love working for those guys in the summer there's something i get to do you know like they're drivers that i don't get to see on tour you know like monster Jam, we have our set tour so i go into summer i'm gonna see guys like Corey snyder and talk you know i got to have you guys at the renegade tour last year a lot you know jerry back hang, hang out with zane yeah. you know all these guys i got to do that and still you use my craft taking my craft and applying it in other spots too like you know here at Monster Jam we have these cool intro videos right i was able to take my craft and create an, an intro not a video that we were able to apply to the Renegade shows and that's the one thing i don't want to just come out on the microphone and do my job if i can apply my stuff anywhere else i want to because i just want to make any show better that we're working for and what we're doing that's right. what the goal is with us that's why we're fans
0: yeah and yeah. we'll bridge a little bit of your uh all off- also, your dedication, dedicating out with Scott Douglas's uh, conversation, yeah, uh, of stuff. But I wanted to talk about you know helping out with today's talent in the announcing side. Like you said, they have people that are trying out, but them trying out is what they do, and then they're in a stadium atmosphere. So what do you do while because like a typical normal like last week's show, your you know your second half is all in. you're inside the right uh i think the ball yeah itself so how do you help out and bridge off of each other with the the scenario and situations that you guys are in
1: so like when i have a new talent come in you know the one the one thing is you know Master J is that i can take talent and get them where they need to be at a certain point and that's my goal like after so many weeks like I, whoever my co-host is, and I, I should know by then that, that they don't even need me anymore. Like, I'm like, let's take Christina for an example. Who's my co-host this year on a tour. You know, she experienced in 2020, not a lot, but she had some. And then she came in this year, nervous, excited, ready to go. And I love that. She, you know, love that about her. And when I heard her get on the microphone and watch what she was doing, it's like, she's a natural. That's the thing. You have to have the natural ability when you come in, especially if you don't know much about these you have that have natural nat, in my opinion you have to have natural ability on a microphone and you have to want to learn uh-huh. you can't teach somebody if they don't want to learn all Christina Casey you know the list goes on who I've worked with and helped train they've all wanted to learn and they've always wanted to take this aspect of monster trucks and apply their knowledge to it like you're not just like how you talk in a microphone or you have to go into the field and learn these things. So like when Christina for Showed up in Baltimore, poured her the trucks. I showed her what it was like. I introduced you guys and some of the other crew, and they were willing to help her along. We got her inside of a Monster Jam truck. I showed her around, and that's the only way you're going to be able to apply these things. So now when Christina gets out there, she knows some of the knowledge that she's talking about, and like even during the show, how she's in the bolt, like you said, she's down at the tunnel. I'm thing. I barely have to say anything to Christina. Everything she does is all her, and I if I get on the radio and say anything, I say. Christine, I was great. I never say anything, hey, don't do this, don't do this. Like, cause she just has that natural talent ability when she comes out here. My job is just to guide them. I, I I don't look at it as you know, it's literally just guiding them along. And if they misstep here and there a little bit, just say, just help them with the missteps. And and that's it. Most of it they have down because by the first two weeks, once here's how I always say it too. You know how we have rehearsals the first week of the of an event? Like mm-hmm. we have two rehearsals before we even, for the drivers to practice, us to practice, whoever. After those first two rehearsals, they should have the feel and know what it's like. And again, Casey, you know, some others that I've worked with got that feel down right away. They really just got it down right away and knew what they needed to do. And after me got him along and being there for their support too, that's that's the key is if they have questions, ask answer them for them. You know, be that person for them because they don't know, you know, that some of them don't know that gravedigger has been around since 1982. Some of them don't know Max D, you know, has had 12 chips and, you know, they were all one, you know, some of them for multiple years in a row and things like that. Just guide them with that little bit of knowledge. The The main, like itself, they can handle. You just guide them on the side with that little bit of knowledge. And then it's the same with Scott Douglas and Greg Whitaker, too, who come and train us. And I've been doing this 10 years with Moss Jam, 12 total, like Scott and Greg are still giving me notes to this day. You have to have the ability to take a note. If you can't, it's the same with the driver too. I feel like if, if you can't take a note from somebody that's trying to help you, you're not going to last long in this business because it's just showing your arrogant and your cockiness. No one's going to want to help you then. If you're willing to take a note and want to learn and have a good time, you're going to succeed in this business. In my opinion, that's how I've always looked at it. Right. That was a long ramp.
0: It's okay. It's okay. We're always good. Uh, we're going to branch out a little bit here. And, you know, like I said previously, we mentioned about the conversation with Scott Douglas on Twitch. If you want to check that out, uh, go follow his channel on Twitch and Facebook also. Uh, and, you know, he met people behind the scenes. Well, this guy's one of them and uh how did the collaboration happen i know it was during you know the pandemic and stuff like that um how the collaboration happened and then uh how did you guys basically you know took off to doing basically three shows in one week
1: scott uh sent me a text message one day and said hey matt i hope you're doing well um i have some questions i want to ask you if you have time and i was like Okay, sure. Scott wanted to start getting into like the voiceover business. And he knew I know how to build websites and all that. And he asked me if I can help do that with them. And I said, sure. So I basically helped him build a website. And then after we hopped the phone, I sat there and thought about it. I'm like, why doesn't Scott Douglas have a show? Like literally the man voice a Monster truck since we were all kids, like since the beginning of Monster Trucks, does not have a show. The stories he can tell, the interviews he can get with drivers, why does he have it. So I called him and told him about it, his idea. He's like, well, you know, you say it. Kay Young has said it to I'm like, Scott, would you try it? What is the worst that can happen? You know, if it doesn't work, but if it works, we keep going with it. And it's great. He's like, yeah. So I, I'm a Twitch platformer. Um, I do streaming with my show on Wednesday nights that I have related. It's just a general show with me and my buddies. So I knew the platform very well. All Scott had to do was get a camera set up and a microphone, and I could handle the back end. Graphics and everything. Scott mentored me. He showed me everything, you know, how to be a great Monster Jam announcer. This is the way to pay him back.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I'm not going to take anything from Scott. You know, Scott has helped me in my career. So I built him a website. I did this conversation with Scott Douglas, and all Scott had the microphone. He has the contacts. He reaches out to these people. Scott, I need you to reach out to these people. I don't know Dennis personally, I don't know Tom personally. Uh, like I know them and when we talk, when we pass my job, but I don't have their phone numbers. You do Scott, call them, text them, you know, get their, get a hold of them. And that's how it really took off. And then my business has taken so much. I couldn't handle Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays every single week, you know, cause I also have a business to run. So we brought in Josh Lee, Motorsports. He's now actually a co- production, uh, competition manager here at Monster Stadium Yellow. He came in and helped ran, run things. And then we ended up getting somebody else too. It's the thing is it's just people wanting to give back, and I wanted to give back to Scott, you know, because he's done so much. And you know, you have a podcast. You know, there's other people that have, but no disrespect to anyone else. Who better to tell stories like about Dennis and Tom and everybody than Scott Douglas? Like, uh-huh. so love watching his stuff. And now we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music, um, Amazon Music, Google Play. We have all these other platforms that we finally access to him it's i wanted to give back and it's just cool that i'm a part of it a part of it to help him it's a lot of work sometimes but the stories from monster, monster trucks ever told i felt like they were never told like even the 90s to 2000s like yeah we had tnm Motor madness and we had the jam moments and things like that but they were like 30 second pieces like that week we need full stories of these drivers and scott can bring out those stories like dennis's podcast we did two hours and he got I wasn't done I, I can keep going if you guys want we're like Dennis we'll have to bring you up for another one it's just you can literally felt fill like 20 hours I feel like with Dennis 20 hours with Tom R- Dan Runty all these Mike, wine. Mike wine like <laughs> Gary Porter Pablo Huffaker and the list just goes on and on and on and it's like and we want stories all the fans do
0: oh I remember the one time I did the interview with Scott And yeah. Scott told he's like we can go on man I was like we're already we pushing about all right hour and a half. Program is normally an hour. Yeah. So you know, we we sometimes push it around hour and a half or two hours, but he's like, I can keep on going. And I was was like, Oh, we got to do another episode. It's just like the stories that they could tell and stuff like that. And we we do the same thing basically, but we you know we we just try to branch out. Like one, like Brad always says, if you listen to there's a there's a Chris Jericho podcast. Yeah. There's a Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. There's a there's 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 all of them. There's all of them right now. And and everyone has different a, out of avenues. I wish I could talk. Thank you. But uh um you know, it's just uh it's pretty cool to have that. And hearing the backstory about how another podcast or a cast, I guess you would call right. it too, um would be coming about, which is something that I put on my cliff notes the on my phone about asking because it's Always cool to see how one gets from the ground up. You know, I mean, no,
1: definitely, man. And it's again, I just want these monster truck stories to be held onto forever. You know, so people deserve to hear them. Mm-hmm. You know, and they and and that's the thing too. A lot of people understand. Like drives guys like Dennis, Tom, Pablo, Gary Porter. Or, you know, recent our current drivers too. with Todd, LeDuc, Tony Oaks, Elvis Linez, You know, Mark. You know, they want to tell these stories. And they're not going to unless you ask. Yeah. So we got to be the ones that ask, and then they'll tell our story, like tell their story. And that's that's what it is. You just got to let them tell their story. And I've got to tell as many stories as possible because mm-hmm. he's the king of monster trucks, in my opinion, when it comes to announcing.
0: I really like the Army Armstrong one though. Oh, it's
1: so good, Army on. Like I remember he called me. He's like, Matt, you are not going to believe who I got for next Wednesday. I was like, Who? He's like, a, I got an Army, and I was like, You did what? Like he found Army's number. And was. Able Able to hold them, and it, like it's the thing is, he was able to find people that we haven't heard from in years and get them on shows, which is really great to see.
0: Oh, yeah, especially in Nicole. In you're, you're you have uh three different, even though it's in the same umbrella, the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays are completely three different episodes. I think what Tuesday is uh talking about uh you know the current drivers, Wednesday, someone in a different field.
1: Yeah, uh, perform entertainment.
0: Yeah, and then Thursdays old school.
1: Yep, like yeah. the throwback Thursdays. Like, and that's what I love too. When he did that, we did the Wednesday thing. He told me about this idea, of Avenues of Entertainment. Like had Jessica Ferris on, you know, the casting director of Feld Entertainment. He's had some ice skaters on. Um, that was the night he would bring people like me, Casey on, hung on host. Like, I love that because it was different forms of entertainment, and that's the cool thing and for me is like Scott showed. It was like the forms you can work that he brought Palachko on, Scott Alinsky on, Jamie Dalton was on, was on a Wednesday. You know, you have to show, everyone thinks what monster trucks. There's the trucks, the drivers, the crew guys, and the announcers, and that's it. There's a lot more to that. There's marketing, there's promotion, there's, you know, going track is being built, you know, how wide the track is, you got to measure and everything. And people don't think about all that stuff. And there's people behind the scenes that do have to think about all that stuff. And we need to talk about. All those
0: people yeah, we do like everything I have. I have episodes where I have talked, I had uh, uh, some dirt members in there, event directors, uh, uh, you know, announcers, um, you know, videographers, photographers, um, even to a point where, you know, even have some side of people running RC, you know, just different just different avenues. Um, uh, Scott, I forget his last name, but I had him on. I have an episode on waiting for him. He was the marketing personnel or the uh, merchandise personnel for monster Jam. now he's with i think hot wheels monster truck live but um he was with tnt for the longest mm-hmm. time too so just i knew about you know different percentages and you know merchandise and like how popular you know trucks are out like a little question like you know outside of gravedigger in different avenues is there different regions of favoritivity or is there different right. places around the world saying you know, you know uh, Australia was really liking Monster or right. you know um, Europe likes Megalodon or nature and he was explaining about that stuff. Now you're also we also in our, in our podcast we talk about stuff outside of monster Truck Wars, like to know the person in general and the cool thing i uh, know about you is video games and uh that's me right 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 and and that's a pretty cool topic and if you want to explain if you want to about you know your side of the video game world and maybe
1: so i'm run because of my production company i own a production company that we edit make websites edit tv commercials voiceovers graphic design you name it we like do it all house me and my team we got in touch with this gaming convention called the midwest gaming classics largest gaming convention uh in the country next to e3 um i'm now the third partner in it, and i am now um i've been into video games since i was a kid you know how many you know i a lot of so many people play video games and i'm a collector now i'm not sure where it's like i have to have every single game on the wall for every system i collect things that mean something to me and where. Part of my, my childhood. Um I collect like gaming systems like Super Nintendo x N64 Sega Genesis. But I also get the systems that I didn't have as a kid. That I really want like a CD, the Sega Saturn, um, Dreamcast. I just the and I have the, the sad thing is I have all these and they don't they literally sit on my wall and they look nice and pretty. Like um I'm a big Star Fox fan. Star Fox is one of my favorite games for Super Nintendo. And I collect everything known to matter about star fox i have these little sentimental value things with them but it's like uh one thing i've always wanted was like an arcade machine i didn't buy an arcade machine i built one my own arcade machine um that has over like a thousand games on it and i bought it i built it for two reasons for myself but like when i have people over people walking to see arcade machine they're gonna want to play it and i want people to enjoy something you know Mm -hmm. just play it you know that that's why i do things too it's like to play it. you know have friends over and they see my collection and stuff like holy cow you have that can we play that yeah let's bring it down and play it you know it's like i want to get things that i can share with people and have That's why I run the gaming convention you know i you know we bring in celebrity guests and do all these things but we do it for other people to have a good time you know we didn't in 2020 because of the pandemic but 2021 this year in november when we had our show and doors open and we saw the flood of people walking in the smiles on their faces 100% worth. That's why I do these things. Is I love making kids smile, you know, you know, family smile, come out and have a good time and it just and video games is a really great way to do that. Um like if you look at the Nintendo Wii, the Wii did not sell because of the graphics. The Wii sold because it was a system you can play at home family. And that's what I like, doing experiences where you can play with the whole family. You come to the gaming convention, you know, dad's going to want to play Play pinball play pac-man and the kids are gonna go find a console a nintendo switch or an xbox and play on that
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's something there for everybody and everybody can be a part of it that's, that's how I like that's monster jam Monster jam is a family entertainment sport and everybody can come out and enjoy it um the video game actually like said it's just something that i can do with my friends and, and you know enjoy like one big thing i was you know loved in video games was the rock band series the guitar hero series mm-hmm. you get a bunch of friends together and you got the best high score, you know? um, I just ordered not too long ago and I can't wait to have it on Sunday. I got the Oculus Quest 2 VR thing that I got it for, you know, with my family and, you know, my friends and we can all just sit there and play together. You know, that's that's the aspect that I love about video games, you know, and then part two is why I love it. You know, you're trying to hunt for that bargain or that price, especially me. Like, what do I do on tour? Do I go out and hang out like crazy. I'm at a Goodwill at, you know, around the block, seeing if I can go find something to add to my collection mm-hmm. because it's the hunting part. Like it's like the same with Pokemon cards. Like I yes, I'm on cards as well. And you know, you get that rare card and that chase card, and it's like, Holy cow. It's just it, for me, it's fun. A lot of people might not think it's fun to me. It's I like doing it, but
0: so I'm assuming when you're on this phone, uh, do you try to look for, you know, like uh you know, specific stores that sell them, not just like Goodwill, but like a, a place that actually like retro video games. Yes. Yeah. So
1: yes and no, um, like retro video game stores. I like supporting local people. I really do. Um, some stores are great. I there's actually one that I did in South Carolina, i be Greensboro and the great retro video game store and their prices were great, but there's some stores you go to, they cost more than eBay prices. And what I, I understand you have to make money. Like, let's all get that straight. You got to make money. You have to, that's what you have to do to run your business, but you don't have to rip off the consumer to do it. And mm. like I don't like supporting a business that charges more than a consumer. Somebody else will go in there and pay it. Fine. That's great. But I'm not going to, because I just think that's unfair. And especially like some even to this day, they're outrageous. Like video, they're starting to finally come down video game prices. They're starting to come down a little bit, but for a while I was, I remember I was looking at a, I was in Spokane, Washington last week. Just like I went to like go hang out, look at the mountains and everything. I went to like this flea market type of thing where they had vendors and whatnot. And and they had video cool. I was looking at a Sega Genesis. It was a Sega Genesis with one one controller and like two games for like $250. I can go on eBay and get a Sega Genesis with the controller and two games for like $70. Like don't rip off your consumer consumer you know these are meant for why were these games created they were created to not just you know they weren't created to resell later at a higher higher value played created to be enjoyed you know like i guarantee you like dude if i came next week with my um super nintendo you me or you me and a bunch of us would all gather around and play monster man 64 together because we enjoy it they're meant to be played not to be sold at overpriced you know Mm -hmm. overpriced people. And I just, there's so many people that want this stuff and they can't afford it.
0: Right, right, right. So
1: yeah. that's why I don't support the video game stores as much. I will go into them. But if I can go to Goodwill and find it, it's, um. there's some, there's this guy on TikTok. Yes, I'm on TikTok. Follow me, please. Um. There's this guy on TikTok that he goes collect for like, and he resells things online. You're making a living with that, but that's fine. But I've looked at some of his prices. He sells way over price too that's what he does. I just sell at a fair value, don't rip off the customer. That's how I look at it. Right, right, right. So but video games are my thing. When I don't have when I I don't have any, I'll sit there and whip out my Nintendo Switch or my Xbox and I'll play and and I'll enjoy
0: it. So so I'm assuming I love that that my
1: co-host Christina just walked in here with a bunch of snacks right now.
0: Oh she's pretty cool.
1: She's my favorite person.
0: (laughs) But um so I guess you follow like the the, the Convention 3 and yeah, stuff like that. absolutely.
1: We had press passes for E3 last year.
0: Oh, okay. So I'm just curious about it. If, if, if you ever went to one, how is that in general? Like the atmosphere and like, because I mean, I hear people saying it's like a mixture of that and Comic-Con type deals. It but... is.
1: Um, Gaming Classic is too. Um, E3 is just a hype show. The newest and latest titles. That's what it is. And then after that, the buzz wears off and you just go play the new titles uh Midway's gaming classic is different it's everything from the really old stuff to the latest stuff so the buzz is around all week again and we have convention we have everything from pinball arcade video uh uh we have a console museum that shows off has every console known to man we have console free play we have a main stage with acts we have we throw an after party for people 21 and over afterwards cosplay contests we do it all so it's just like find and do you can do it and i love it that that's the best part is everyone can have a good time and every like you walk that's the one cool thing about a gaming convention you can walk around and have no friends like you walk into this place and you don't know anybody you don't have any friends or not you go by yourself that weekend you'll leave with a bunch of friends you will leave making so next year you'll come back with those same people again
0: Mm. that's
1: the cool thing it's like because you know you go to some events these days and if you go to an event by yourself like a basketball game gamer football wrestling match, like AEW WWE, You're going to be there by yourself. You're not going to meet anybody. This gaming convention, you're walking around. Somebody sees you, you're going to meet somebody. Like they say by yourself, hey, are you hanging by yourself? Why don't you come hang out with us? You know, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. You know? And that's one thing I did at uh, MGC this year. My friends came. They're not big gamers. Like, but they came to support me because I'm running this show. So they're hanging out. I said, hey, I want to, can I challenge you guys? to something and they challenge and i said i want each of you there was four of them i said i want each of you to go find one person that's playing a game by themselves and go talk to them because they themselves." and they all looked at me and said done because you never know you can make somebody's day by doing that that's the best part everyone is just wanting to be friends and hang out with people at this this these types. but e3 itself me being there it's the best in life you know we went to the ubs arena a couple weeks ago and it was like the all the bells and whistles over everything that's what e3 is all the lighting all the video boards like the big huge statues like of mario and sonic and zelda and whatever it is this fox logo and everything it's just like in your face if there's one thing i don't like about e3 all you do is see people do this put your phone down i get to Hear this put your phone down and enjoy the event enjoy the show that's what we encourage at midwest gaming classic is like you don't have to walk around with your phone the whole time put it down and go play a game you guys yeah, we do tons of tournaments, man. Uh, we do everything from tech mobile cool. to call of duty. Um this year I'm going to for the first time I'm working on it right now. We're doing a Monster Truck Madden 64 tournament. Why
0: well, not? Have you guys do Mario Kart?
1: We've do Mario Kart every year. We do Super Nintendo Mario Kart. Um, we do uh GameCube one uh GameCube for the Mario Kart Double Dash, and then we do the Switch version now. Okay. So we we have uh three different types of Mario Kart tournaments. We do Smash Tournaments brother tournament um like i said call of duty halo we we actually do the old school
0: halo way where we, we link up the xboxes oh so it's like a four-way screen screen yep so i remember in college that yeah you, you had the link system and you had one screen one screen one screen yeah one screen and and a lot of television or we had that really rich guy that brings the projector or yep or Had the projector and stuff like that or you know and and then, and then have like they would do individual, and then maybe one corner and the other corner, they would have the Xboxes plugged in just one Xbox, yep, four players, giant screen, just playing that one yep. instead of four individual ones. Yeah,
1: we do that, we do the Lamp Party, uh, Halo turn. It's huge every year. Like, we can't believe how many people still come want to play Halo, and it's not just people our age, it's kids that are seven. And eight, nine years of these tournaments. And they know what Halo is and they're playing it. And they're really good. Mm. It's it's scary. We do pinball tournaments. And I am terrible at pinball. I am pinball. But I love to play it. But watching these people with tournaments, because some of the grand prizes are $20,000, $25,000 in grand prizes. Or you're going home with a brand new pinball machine. Um, I helped, though, it's one cool thing I got to do last year. I helped unveil the new Hot Wheels American Pinball machine. pinball machine. So, like... Just these people are, and literally, I watched somebody for an hour and a half play on ball one for an hour and a half. Wow, like some of these people are
0: so cool. I remember I, I go frequently to Lafayette, uh, Indiana, yeah, and there's a big pinball, yes, there place is place there that I normally stop. So I think, I believe in Chicago,
1: Galloping Ghosts,
0: I think that's it, Galloping Ghosts,
1: yeah. Uh, Pinball arcade, And they, that's like,
0: it. Uh, change, they add a new video game system like once a month or yep. once a week or something like that. And I've been to that one. And that, that, it is. It's They awesome. come to our
1: show every year. Galloping Ghost brings in a bunch of arcade machines and pinball machines so to where our show. where is
0: the place at? In
1: Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
0: In Milwaukee? Okay. Yeah.
1: It's in Milwaukee. It's in the largest convention center in the state. It's literally 250,000 square feet of gaming. And then hundred. we have a vendor hall where it's the long, literally 150,000 square feet Vendor Hall.
0: Now, do you know the dates? April you?
1: 29th through May 1st. You will be on tour.
0: Dang it. <laughs> They're running the
1: convention. I won't be doing a Moss Jam event uh, that weekend.
0: Actually, correction. I know exactly. I think I'm going to be in Kobe, Wisconsin.
1: Kobe, Wisconsin? You're not going to be in Lincoln, Nebraska
0: with this tour? No, I thought that's the same weekend as uh, New Hampshire.
1: It might be. I don't know. Tour well, dates anyway, run together. But there is a Moss Jam weekend that weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah. In Kobe, Wisconsin, we have our a gig so uh, maybe yeah, so,
1: maybe you, maybe you can fit it in on there. Come on, yeah. your way down. It's three
0: days: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'll walk you. Come on,
1: yeah. man! I'll walk you in. Get yeah. your tickets. Like yeah. come
0: on It's not that far away. It's no, from Champaign Anyway, it's about two hours of Chicago. And it's about what forty-five minutes, an hour. The hour, hour,
1: fifteen minutes from Chicago, oh, to Milwaukee. That's, that's, that's not nothing. That.
0: Yeah. um Is there a theme for this year?
1: um There's no theme. It's just you know a general gaming convention. Um, we actually this year we're bringing in a lot of gaming YouTubers like a nerd, and a couple of these other guys are coming in. Um, two years ago, wait, 2019, yes, we had wrestlings. We actually did live pro wrestling last year, 2019, and then we brought in Eric Bischoff. We brought in Ted DiBiase, a couple of others. Uh, we brought in Ernie Hudson. I don't know if you know who Ernie Hudson is from Ghostbusters. He, he mm-hmm. came in a couple of years. Uh, sl- and last year, we had um, Richard Horvitz. He was the voice of Invader Zim, um, Daggett from Angry Beavers, and I calls, so we brought him in because he did a lot of video games too he was ratchet from ratchet and Clank
0: mm-hmm.
1: we brought in um oh my
0: gosh people forget also Mark Hank is a very good uh video cartoon game, yeah. and video, video game back
1: game. he's yeah. very expensive unfortunately to bring yeah.
0: in another one that people may not know that does a lot of video games people will be like double taking is Robert England yep if he anyone sure does knows who Robert England is he's Krueger, and uh, he does Kruger, a lot yeah. of
1: video he he does a lot of.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: pretty cool. It's like David Hayter. He's also uh, he directed all the X Men movies. He's the voice of Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Like people don't know this stuff. Um, <laughs> that's but that's my
0: that's my uh, ringtone when I get someone text Oh uh, <laughs>
1: <I'll>, yep. <laughs> we and then this year we're bringing in a lot of YouTubers. We're bringing in um name right now, but he's coming. He played Brain from Pinky and the Brain, and he also plays um, Rick and more. From Rick and Morty, then he's coming this year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, and I can't wait. I can't wait to meet him. And, and that's the cool thing, too. A lot of these guys are just normal, like you me, how we're sitting here right now. The guy that was one of the best people I've ever met in my life is John St. John. I don't know if you know who he is. Refresh me. Voice of Duke Nukem.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, chew I'm going to. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm going to chew. Yeah. I'm going to You know, yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like one of the best guys ever. Like, he hung out. He saw us and because he texted me, he said, Hey, man, I'm here. I was wondering if you could assist me getting my badge and everything. I was like, Sure. So we walked down and, you know, I get him his badge or anything. And he meets the rest of my team. He's like, so what are you guys doing right now? Oh, I don't know. I think we're pretty much wrapped up for that. Great. Let's go have a drink at the bar. He bought us all rounds at the bar and just hanging out and talking with us about his video game career. They just want to tell their story. And they just want people to listen. And one of the nicest guys. Cool. Um, I've been very fortunate that I've gotten to meet, like, a lot of these people. Eric Bischoff was one of the coolest guys I've ever gotten to
0: meet. If you have a chance to listen to podcast the podcast. Oh, 83 weeks oh dude it's
1: so good and he was just one of the nicest guys to hang around with um he bless
0: you it's okay
1: but um
0: no you're good christina you're good
1: but one of the one of the nicest guys to hang out with um i actually created for the gaming convention he yet for us back at his house like, about our after party that we were throwing. I'm going to be there hosting this NWO, WCW tournament for the N64. And, like, he did this whole thing for us. And it's a video. So I'm literally fanboying, editing this video of Eric Bischoff. And I'm like, I'm literally going to meet this guy in a few weeks. And when I did, like, the coolest dude ever. Like, I, w- I didn't even want to introduce myself to him because I was such a fan of Eric when I was, mm-hmm. you know, watching wrestling.
0: Uh, especially he's, he's that where he's, like you said we known him from the NWO, the, the head honcho at WCW, the guy that had the chance to take
1: – Vince McMahon down.
0: And he – How many weeks? 83. 83 weeks. Still, that's 83 weeks someone else took the throne from Vince McMahon. Exactly. So, you know, having him just talk like he knows you for 20 years, got to still be an awesome Well, fan. Well,
1: I didn't even want to meet him. And then Dan, who owns the convention, this guy Dan who owns convention, he's like, did you say hi to Eric? I'm like, nope, been too nervous. He's like, Matt, you perform in front of thousands of people for a living and you're literally too nervous to go introduce yourself. I was like, uh-huh. And he was like, all right, come here. I'm going to introduce you. So he's like, Eric, he does not want to come say hi, but this is Matt. He's actually one of my interest, instrumental people. He's a, actually a, a fan of yours. He just didn't want to bombard you. And Eric's like, Matt, are you doing anything right this time. I was like, no. He's like, let's go grab a course light. And I was like, okay,
0: <laughs> cool. So <laughs> we talked to hear your
1: story. Like we talked and everything like Like that, and one of the moments of my career. I've had a lot of career moments at Monster Jam, but at the after party, when Eric was coming out on stage, we played his NWO theme. With he walked out, and I got to introduce him. One of the cool—I never thought I got to introduce Eric Bischoff in my life. I got to introduce Eric Bischoff. So I've been very fortunate and lucky to be, you know, part of the journey I'm on. But like the video game convention, if you want tickets, go to MidwestGamingClassic.com. Come hang out with us, please. I'm going to be there. Many other celebrities and a guest be announced but when
0: yeah, I uh post this video I will put the link of the convention oh thanks man on the information for Appreciate you guys that, dude. and uh go for that, there because we are the people that love video games and stuff like that. And uh is there any um social media people can follow you at?
1: Uh people can follow me on Instagram at Matt. Uh if you really want to follow me on my Twitter go ahead and follow me on my Twitter. I do a lot of retweeting about wrestling and about Moss Jam. And my TikToks at Christine and I will be making one later for for when we come out, um, and that's pretty much where you can follow
0: me. And how about the Scott Douglas. Stuff oh show? yeah,
1: Twitter slash Scott Douglas Media to follow Scott shows if you want more Monster Truck stuff. Uh, Scott Douglas Media Facebook page to follow everything that he is doing. Like show that Manson love and support. He's one of them. And then follow these guys. Listen to these guys all the time. Crush this podcast. These guys are awesome.
0: Thank you. Yeah, we're on Facebook, Instagram, also me personally. Dan on Facebook and on Instagram so check that out and also my RC stuff Oh, that's uh, yeah I do some that RC stuff with the King and stuff like that and so yeah I go check that out a or whatever I don't even know my own product so uh it's on Facebook and also on Instagram so go check that out too uh outside of that thank you so
1: much no for being thanks on. for having me on dude yeah. I'm having fun with you guys on tour and everything and
0: let's go do an event yeah we got an event in what a few hours Earth. You got a few hours. with uh, that? Night one in Raleigh, North Carolina. So, uh, once again, guys, like what Brad always says keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up. Peace. And.